fishy, 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 fishy. Hello, fishy, Web- fishy, <laughs> fishy. <laughs> Up yours. Um, all right, Webster, how are we today? Uh, fatigued. Tired. Really, oh. really tired. No change then? No, no. I've, um, I have allergies to animals. My mum and dad have hundreds of animals with very long hair. And although I'm back and away from all that, um, oh, it just leaves me absolutely wiped out. It doesn't help that Jack broke his arm, spent hours in casualty, and neither of the kids are sleeping, and oh. we're not getting enough caffeine. What an eventful... What eventful I don't think it's actually got anything to do with that, but... I think you're just being um, sappy, drippy. Come on, please yes, have to I get them out. I think it's my immune system being bullied. And, uh, but we've got coffee. Oh, you've put, the, you've put the muffins out of reach. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll Go pass you one when necessary. Oh, okay, okay, I'll get it. <coughs> oh, that's better, so that's what we'll be doing for most of yeah. this podcast. Well, I will, but you've got to do the talking. Sugar, caffeine, tea, coffee, notes. I wish Excellent. we had a video. I wish we had a, a camera now. <sighs> i got a camera. So anyway, um, this weekend we didn't have any uh, rugby, but we wanted to say well done to Wales for winning the Grand Slam, although Dr Webster doesn't even know what it is. Um, they won everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Well done, Wales. Very good. Yes. No, it was, it was, it was really nice to see Wales do so well. Um, although, of course, as they beat England in the first match, we never stop getting the stick as we're English. Yeah. This might be interesting to some of the international people. England, Wales, Ireland, Scotland. Ooh. France, Italy. <laughs> yeah, all playing rugby against each other. Yeah, anyway, that's over and done with now for a while. Yes, well done, Wales. We'll leave that until next year now. Don't go on about it, all right? <laughs> so in de- in, instead today, we're going to talk about um, the development of the genital system. Uh, this podcast um, some parts can be linked to the urinary system that we did, um, I think it was the last podcast actually. So there are some parts that you might want to um, refer to and have a look back and look over that when we when we describe a little bit more about the genital system. Yeah, so what are we going to look at today? We look at the reproductive system as a whole, aren't we? Yeah. So we'll look at the, uh, the gonads. Nads. The tubes. Ducts. The external genitalia. Careful. <laughs> Yeah, well, those those are the three parts that we're going to look into today. So, okay, um, and like you say, there are, we will be mentioning some structures we spoke about when you you talked about the renal embryology. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of overlap there. So it's not all new, is it? No. So some of this stuff you should really know already. Okay, so um, if I start you off, I'll then start off on a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start off with gonads, shall we? Did you mention that where the gonads develop when you mentioned the where the kidneys develop and that sort of I thing? I might I have done. Remember. If I say urogenital ridge, a lot of people will go, oh, yeah, because of the uro, obviously, we were looking at the urinary system then. Um, and that was the development of the, the kidneys. Remember, there, there was those three kidneys that developed. And then part of the um, urogenital ridge is obviously the genital ridge or the gonadal ridge. It can be called both. Um, so it's a, it's a ridge that... Kind yeah. of if you're looking at the posterior abdominal wall of what's going to be the posterior abdominal wall, it's a ridge that rises up from that, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And it, it rises just from proliferation of the cells that are in there. So, and it's a little bit medial to the um, the nephrogenic cord. That's that's the part that ends up being the uh, mesonephros. Anyway, that's going back a bit. Okay, so we've got the gonadal ridge. Yeah. What happens there to form the gonads? Okay, well, basically, um, we've got two types of cells. There's um, mesoderm, which is part of... (laughs) Sorry. Behave. There's mesoderm, which is uh, part of the ridge, and then we've got this kind of epithelial covering along the along the posterior abdominal wall, and it's ends. uh, It's a special kind of epithelia, and it's called mesothelia. Okay, so those 
um, two different cell types uh, proliferate um, and we end up with this ridge. Um, what was the question? Uh, I don't know, I wasn't listening. Right. No, sorry, I was. The, uh, how, uh, how did the gonads form? Yeah, so, so, so that's the ridge that forms and they um, come down and sort of be differentiated. Um, no, no, that's not the right word. They come, as the, the embryo is still folding at this time, you've got to remember that lateral folding. So this group of cells, this gonadal ridge comes down um, to be slightly more ventral than the developing uh, kidneys. Okay, so that's the kind of area that we're at, and that's why it's distinct from the other parts that are developing. So at the moment, this embryo could become a male or female. Well, yeah, apart and from... And it looks the same. Yeah, it, it looks the same. This is called the indifferent stage of the gonads. Um, apart from the fact that, you know, there's a X chromosome or a Y chromosome uh -huh. floating If you were to look at the... Yeah, if you were to look at the uh, chromosomes, mm. the carrier type, it would be different. But, uh, so... Um, this all kicks off about fourth week, okay? So this ridge is forming about the fourth week in development. Um, and then uh, what's very important is that we get migration of some germ cells. And I think everyone will remember that they come from the yolk sac. Which so these are the cells that are going to be the haploid gametes. They're going to be your sperm and your um, ovum, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, so these, I mean, this is like one of the quite interesting things about gonad development is that the germ cells come from the yolk sac and they actually have to migrate from the yolk sac up the dorsal mesentery and around onto the gonadal ridges um which is a little trek for them um they do it a little day out yeah a amoeboid movement which i quite like amoeboid movement so they're um so they're sort of crawling their way along and that is proper migration these cells are properly migrating yeah <laughs> through the external matrix. So the ridge starts to form at four weeks and then they start migrating at uh, five weeks and then they actually get to the gonadal ridge at about six weeks, I think. Um, and when they get there, they inf infiltrate the gonadal ridge. And it's still an indifferent stage at this time. So still at this point, it could become either male or female yeah. if you were just looking at it with a microscope after you chopped it up. Yeah, and, and before <coughs> any other sexual differentiation starts, we also get the epithelia that was covering... Um, the outside of the ridge starts to um, invaginate and create cords. We call them the primitive sex cords. Okay, so that, that still happens in whichever sex, male or female. So we've got um, migration of the germ cells and this uh, infiltration of the, the primitive sex cords that is the epithelium coming down, growing into the mesenchyme. Or the, the so we've got two parts to the gonad then? Yeah, well, three if you like. We've got the epithelia the uh, mesenchymal cells, and then the germ cells. Right, yes. Okay. All right, and it stays indifferent now until seven weeks. Happy that? Yeah. Um, so should we briefly mention some of the signalling that then determines whether this gonad is going to become a testis or a, an yeah, ovary? absolutely. Absolutely. What happens with the male, um, a lot of this, um, we start to see any male differentiation before female, okay? So if it is going to be a little boy, um, you start to see signs earlier on. Uh, there is a gene called the sex-determining region on the Y chromosome, um, and it codes for something called testis-determining factor, okay? And that starts to be produced, um, which basically sends the developing gonad down the male route. Uh-huh. 
So obviously, the female doesn't have that. No, because she hasn't got the she hasn't got the Y chromosome. Uh huh. Okay. So what happens in the female? Is it just does it, is it just because there's no SRY gene? Does it just go on and form a? Well, that's what people or? thought for quite a long time, but actually they found that there are specific genes that will induce ovarian development. They just have they're just switched on. Well, it appears a bit later in development. Um, and one of those that's important is a secreted growth factor called Wnt4. I love the Wnt. But then I love Drosophila. Let's not go into Drosophila though. <coughs> yeah, okay. So it's so we have this indifferent gonad, this indifferent stage, which yeah. could become either one or the other, and then there are different sets of signals which will then send it down the testis pathway or the ovary pathway. Yeah. Neat. Okay, so after the those signals have been applied, what happens? Well basically on the male, remember I talked about those primitive sex cords that um start invaginating. Um and basically what happens um is we end up with a cortex and a medulla part of the gonad. Um and mm-hmm. in the male the m- m- uh, medulla part ends up being predominant. So the primitive sex cords change um and become medullary cords. Okay, so they're the pr- predominant part. Medullary is the inside bit and the cortex is around the outside, okay? Uh-huh. So for the male, we're looking at the inner part becomes very important. And the medullary cords actually end up being something quite important, but we'll talk about that in a bit. I can imagine what the medullary, medullary cords are going to become. Yes. Look at a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm just suggesting that people look at a picture now because it's going to be quite good. Yeah, okay. There are lots of tubes within a testis, aren't there? Yeah, and basically what happens is those inner medullary cords end up becoming um, seminiferous cords, which I'm sure you will remember from your um, anatomy, end up becoming seminiferous tubules. Um, they lead into reet testes as well. Okay, so the inner portion. Rete, reet. I've been taught reet. I say I was taught by a man that said microscope. So this is true. <laughs> There's always a lot of different um, pronunciations and yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I say reet. Anyway. R-E-T-E. Happy with that, everyone? Yeah. Okay, so so we've got the seminiferal, seminiferous tubules that come in and create the REIT testes, and then in the end, they're going to join up with the mesonephric tubules that we did talk about a little bit in the um, last podcast. So the seminiferous tubules in the adult, that's where the spermatozoa start to form. Yeah, that's the beginning yeah. of the journey. Okay, excellent. And in the female... Okay. Yeah, in the female, um, everything has to be different. So we had the cortex and the medulla, if you remember that. With the female, it's the cortex that ends up predominating. So we have um, cortical cords rather than primitive sex cords, okay? So um, these predominate. We've got the, the germ cells that migrated in. They, they, become, they stay in the corti- cortical region, okay? So rather than coming in and... The, the other medullary cords or the other parts of the primitive sex cords that are further in degenerate. Okay, so they don't um, connect up with the mesonephric tubules like they do in the male. That's pretty neat. Medulla in the male, cortex in the female. Yes. Okay. Um, and then what happens? So we've got our germ cells that are in the cortical cords in the cortex of the gonad. Um, and what they actually end up doing is become isolated um, and then surrounded by f- cells that end up being called follicular cells. And if you have a look at your anatomy of the um, ovary, that will all make sense. And you'll be able to see the different stages that the follicular cells go through before we have ovulation and that kind of thing. I'm not going to go into that here. Okay, so when the germ cells are surrounded by the follicular cells, they're actually called oogonia. 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 Uogonia. 
Ua, Oa. You say <laughs> Ua, Ua and I say Oa. Yeah. I won't sing again. Right, okay. Okay, so that's the gonads, male and female gonads. Male and female gonads. Um, so remember the cords, remember the migration of the germ cells. Um, they're indifferent until seven weeks. Remember, test is determining factors important. That's about it. And the male, it's the medulla, and the female, it's the cortex. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. Easy. Okay, so then there are a lot of ducts, aren't there, linking the gonads to, to the external genitalia or yeah. whatever, yeah. the uterus, <laughs> etc. Well, let's say there are tubes linking to the, the other parts of the reproductive system. How do those tubes develop? Those tubes are linked to the renal system, aren't they? They are indeed, because we actually have two um, sexual ducts that, are, that remain indifferent. Oh, God's sake. Remain indifferent until six weeks, okay. Um, now, we've talked about the mesonephric duct because we talked about the development of the mesonephros and the fact that it starts functioning and producing urine in about six weeks. Um, but we didn't mention the paramesonephric duct, okay. So para, if you think of the location, it's just going to be a little bit lateral in the embryo to the mesonephric duct. So the paramesonephric duct um, is also there in both um, sexes, both genders of embryo. Um, and it's very, very important when we look at female development. So mesonephric, paramesonephric. Okay. Um, so what happens to those ducts? <coughs> let's do... Oh, let's do male first. Okay. okay. Oh, and also we should just mention quickly that the yeah. mesonephric duct can also be called the Wolfian duct. And the paramesonephric duct, the Mullerian duct. Yeah. Mullerite. Mullerian <laughs> duct. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so that's important because they are both still used, I think. Yeah, I just think Muller, yogurt, female, adverts, well, women, o- women only eat yogurt. Yeah. Only women eat yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's focus. It has to be a bit daft for my brain to remember it. I'll remember that. Okay, so if we look at the mesonephric duct first, we'll look at the male, and um, what actually happens is our gonad has been developing and it starts to create testosterone and it's this testosterone and another hormone um that that sort of starts the development of the male ducts okay ah, the, that's the important. other hormone is called anti-malarian hormone uh-huh. or um um malarian inhibitory substance or factor or something like that Malarian yeah, inhibitory. Yeah. So it's got a couple of different names, but basically clues in the name. So that ends up um, degenerating the paramesonephric duct in the male embryo, okay? So the, only the mesonephric or the Wolfian duct remains. Yeah, and it's those two. One, the testosterone, and the other one, the anti-malarian hormone. Okay. So, so what's the mesonephric duct going to become then? Is it the, the ductus deferens or the vas deferens? The vas deferens. That's essentially what it is, uh, but also a little bit of the epididymis. No, sorry, all uh-huh. of the epididymis. Right. So all of the epididymis um, coming up through to the efferent ductules, which then connects up with the reet testes and the seminiferous tubules that are in the gonads, okay? So the development of the uh, mesonephric duct is vital to the ducts of the male genital system. So it pretty much forms all of the ducts leading out of the testis and beyond all the way round to the prostate. Yeah, pretty much, pretty uh-huh. much. And the also the seminal vesicles um, are buds from the um, vas deferens or the mesonephric duct, whichever one you want to call it. So, um, yeah. So the seminal important. vesicles duct from that, the Wolfian duct? Yeah. The mesonephric duct? Yeah. Okay. 
and they, they form from that. Any other parts of the reproductive system form from the duct? Um, no, the prostate and the bulbourethral glands, they're both outgrowths of the urethra. So yeah. that's important to remember. There's a distinction between those. Um, the seminal vesicle is the only one that actually buds from the ductus deferens or the vas deferens. So seminal vesicle, malaria duct, bulbourethral glands, prostate gland, developed from the urethra. Yeah. yeah. And we've spoken about the urethra when we spoke about the uh, urinary system. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so that's the male tubes. What about the female tubes? Okay, well, the female tubes, everything gets a little bit more complicated. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's because we've got a lot more going on inside, okay? But the important thing to remember here is that it's the paramesonephric duct that's important in the female system, okay? Because um, the we haven't got testes producing testosterone or anti-malarian... Um, hormone so this means that the paramesonephric duct or malarian um, duct predominates okay so what we have to form um we've got to make your uterine tubes or your fallopian tubes if you want then we've got to go down create the uh, uterus the cervix and the vagina okay so what ends up happening is we've got these paramesonephric ducts on either side okay so they're bilateral and they're actually running lateral to the uh, mesonephric duct that is degenerating at this time. Okay, so they run down, they come, they sort of run a little bit ventrally and then they end up fusing in the midline. And where they fuse, they make something called the uterovaginal primordium. Ooh. Uh, clues in the name, really, it's going to make your uterus and the vagina. Yeah. So this projects into the urogenital sinus. Now, if you look and remember way back, we've mentioned this in a couple of the podcasts. We certainly mentioned it in the development of the gut, and we also mentioned it in the urinary system again. Um, and so this um, uterovaginal primordium projects into the urogenital sinus, and where it like pushes into that urogenital sinus, we get the sinus tubercle, and it's this tubercle. Um, that ends up having two outgrowths either side, and they are called the sinovaginal bulbs. They end up fusing, creating the vaginal plate, okay? So we've got the, let's go over that again. We've got the uterovaginal primordium, projects into the uh, urogenital sinus, which we all know. Then that creates this tubercle that has a couple of outgrowths that they call bulbs, and then those bulbs fuse and create this vaginal plate. And the vaginal plate does not have a lumen. Okay, that's important. It's just a mass of cells. The, the solid yeah. plate. And then the, the lumen develops later on. Okay, through cell death, I think. Um, so from that, we then have the um, uterus and the vagina. Ta-da! It's like magic. It wasn't that bad. No. You were picking up. I thought it was going to be horrible. <laughs> the the vagina is important because obviously it's part of it comes from the um, fusing of the paramesonephric ducts. But obviously because it um, pushes into the urogenital sinus, part of it, the lower part, is developed from the urogenital sinus. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so it's got two of those. The cervix doesn't um, sort of come into play or develop, if you like, until the fifth month of development um, and then the, the uterus wall so it starts very thin to start with and then ends up thickening around the six months so there's continuous development through of the, the uterus and yeah. the cervix yeah okay um there's the hymen as well but that's not that important um it's just an invagination of well part of the vagina really the posterior part um it's there nothing much to say about that we also have glands in this system as well 
Yep. Um, but really, we've got the, the greater vestibular glands and they bud off from the urogenital sinus and the urethral and paraurethral glands and they bud off the urethra. Okay, so the paramesonephric duct in the female then is going to form all those tubes. It's going to form the uterine tube. Uh, the two paramesonephric ducts are going to come together. They're going to form the uterus yep. and what the upper third of the vagina. Yeah. Okay, and then so, all those glands as well, all the associated glands. Yeah. The vagina and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should say, yeah, just to clarify that the the unfused parts of the paramesonephric duct make the uterine tubes. Yeah. Okay. The unfused part. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. There's tubes done. Yeah. So now we're on to external genitalia. We're almost outside. <laughs> okay. The journey. Right. So then it's it's probably similar again, isn't it? In that we start off very early in the male and female. Developing genitalia looks similar, yeah. and as we get more developed, we start to become male or female, just like the gonads, just like the tubes. Exactly right. Okay, so the external genitalia has an indifferent stage from four to seven weeks. Um, and again, in the male system, um, a lot of the differentiation is due to testosterone, okay? Um, there are essentially, we'll admit it's as easy as possible, there are essentially three parts to the external genitalia and they become different um, in the male and the female. So we've got the genital tubercle, okay, that starts to develop at the cranial end of the cloacal membrane, if you remember the cloaca part of the uh, hindgut. Um, and then we've also got the labioscrotal swellings and the urogenital folds, and both of those develop by the sides of the cloacal membrane. Okay. Okay. Okay, so with the <laughs> with the male system, the um, the genital tubercle ends up forming something called the primordial phallus. Okay, phallus clues in the name. So the male system, the primordial phallus, ends up developing into the penis. Okay. Yeah. The urogenital folds they end up fusing. Okay, um, and they fuse around, and they when they sorry when the folds the sort of groove in the folds is called the urogenital groove and that ends up forming as as the folds come around and fuse that groove doesn't close up it ends up forming part of the urethra okay okay um now when when they meet in the midline they leave kind of a joining midline mm, how do you called? pronounce that i say raf rafe rafe okay Scotal <laughs> Raffae. Raffae sounds like, you know, Raphael Nadal or something. Okay. I bet he's got a scrotal Raffae. Urethral Raffae, scrotal Raffae. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to say Raffae to keep you happy. No, no, you can say Rafe. I was interested in what your pronunciation was versus mine. Hmm. Right. Fight for it. <laughs> okay. So, so everybody go out and check and, you know, see if you can find a scrotal Raffae today. <laughs> Okay, so so that's what happens when we fuse the. We like to set homework like that. Yeah, okay. the urogenital folds. Um, and let me just throw me. You don't know what I'm talking about now. So we've got <laughs> we've got the phallus forming, the urogenital folds forming. They go to make the urethra. Oh yeah, and then we've also got the labioscrotal swellings. That was the third thing that we talk about. And then the clues in the name with that really it makes the scrotum. Yeah, so the labioscrotal swelling is going to make either the labia or the scrotum. Yeah. And in the men, it's the scrotum, and you get a penile raffi and a scrotal raffi. Raffi. Raffi, sorry. Raffi. <laughs> <laughs> Common as muck me. Okay, and 
it's also worth mentioning, um, and we did talk about it before in the urinary system, is that um, we've got that part of the urethra that's formed from the urogenital folds, but the, the end, the tip, so the glands of the penis, still doesn't have um, a urethra. And what ends up happening is the ectoderm, there's an ingrowth of ectoderm from the glands in, um, and that starts out as solid epithelial cord, which then um, has, gets canalized and has a lumen and so the urethra goes to the end of the penis so there's another mechanism by which the urethra is extended distally to the tip of the penis if you want to put it like that yeah yeah cool so that's the male um external genitalia i think that's all we need to say about that yeah if we throw a few diagrams in it should be pretty clear okay. probably throwing everybody with raffe oh. yeah they probably won't remember anything else Okay, so then we start off with similar structures in the female. Yeah. And what happens to form the adult female external genitalia? Okay, well, it's really easy. The phallus ends up being the clitoris. So it doesn't grow as much as in the male? No. Starts the same, then um, sort of regresses a little bit, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, then the urogenital folds, um, they don't fuse all the way along. They only fuse posteriorly in the... Um, oh, they make something. What's it called? I think it's the posterior labia... Uh, commissure or something like that um anyway most of them most of the uh, urogenital folds end up being the labia minora that's what they're called yeah okay so we've got the labia minora and then um the labia scrotal swellings that formed the scrotum in the male end up forming the labia majora and they fuse at the front and form the mons pubis easy yeah cool um, have a little look at a few images if you can find them um, so you can actually see the, the development pathways of those um, are we going to talk about descent of the testes and ovary um, I don't think we need to well we might mention gubernaculum because it's a great word do you want to mention it briefly but there's a lot of anatomy in there which we don't really want to get into gubernaculum okay what is briefly. the gubernaculum <laughs> What is the gubernaculum, Rhiannon? Okay, basically, it's a, a ligament. A ligament, you Yeah, say. yes. It's a ligament that forms, and its um, origin, if you like, is the inferior pole of the, the gonad, because there is one on both, so the testes and the ovary. Um, the inferior pole of each has an insertion of the uh, origin of the gubernaculum, and it comes down, and its insertion, if you like, is actually the labioscrotal swelling, I believe. Ah. So it's um, a pathway um, all the way down through the inguinal canal um, down into the scrotum. It's going to guide that testis down into the future scrotum. Yeah, and, and basically at birth, most of them are down there already. Talking of guiding, I think gubernaculum comes from the word meaning rudder. Right. I think. Thanks for that. Probably Greek. Um, interestingly, the gubernaculum in the male, obviously, as it comes down, it kind of um, regresses and shortens as it's pulling down the testes, and it ends up just um, a little, s very small structure in the scrotum, whereas women, the female gubernaculum, ends up attaching to the uterus and um, the ovary as well, and it forms the ovarian ligament and the round ligament of the uterus. Um, we didn't mention it before, but the, there's also the broad ligament of the uterus, and that's formed from um, mesentery um, as the embryo folds around and the paramesonephric duct comes together. Okay, So we've got the gubernaculum that ends up being the ovarian ligament and the round ligament of the uterus. 
And it can, um, in some circumstances, uh, descend too far and the ovary ends up being too low down and very near the, um, uh, in the external genitalia, basically. But it doesn't happen very often. Right, okay. Yeah, we don't want to go into too much because we could start talking about a lot of anatomy there, couldn't we? So Yeah. Okay, that was excellent. Have we covered everything you wanted to cover? Mm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've covered gonads, the tubes, how the external genitalia form. We've got the gubernaculum in there. Yeah, and you know that there's a um, in different stage for every single one of those. So there's a different gonad in different ducts and in different external genitalia. And as they develop, they become male or female. Yeah. So also, people should bear in mind the what is homologous in the male to the female. Yes, that's yeah. a really good way of learning things. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, sorry so if how one structure is going to become male or female. Yeah, I was just going to say sorry if it's been a bit disjointed. A few technical difficulties. I thought I was pretty good. Okay, good. Okay, thanks, Rui. Um, No problem. And can I just mention that we will promise to do the cardiovascular one very, very soon. The cardiovascular three, as it will be now. Yeah, I know. We're getting there, we're getting there. Slowly but surely. Okay. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Rihanna. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later.